This is Aphrodite. And I'm Jesse Lang. And you're listening to Ethical Sex Talk. Oh, yes. Your illustrious hosts back again. So, we have some news. Big news. Big, big, big news. We're going to radio. Woohoo! Well, I never thought this would happen, but we're going to be launching on Rebel Radio on June. The 6th. I am so excited. It's so amazing. We're going to be airing five days a week, uh, Monday through Saturday morning, late late night, 11 p.m. on Rebel Radio. It's going to be fun. And, uh, of course, we'll still be available where you're listening to us now. We're not going anywhere. No, nope, never going anywhere. But it's just more exposure and another another avenue. So we are so excited about this. The more the merrier. And uh we're going to continue to bring you the best content that we know how. And that uh pretty much leads us into today's topic. Actually I would like to mention another thing. Um we are officially we are officially Showing videos on TikTok at Willow Grace eight five four. Yes, go watch us on TikTok. Definitely go watch us on TikTok, and uh, yeah, we're just uh, trying to make it grow, and I think we're doing really well. Yep, and I'm excited to see what the future brings. Me too. Me too. All right, so we're gonna jump right in here. Okay, sounds good. So our topic today is red flags slash abuse and etc. This is a trigger warning. Yes, this will be a trigger warning for some. So we want to mention that. So red flags can be signs of narcissism, aggression, victimization, or even abusive behavior. Um. By being aware of red flags, you can avoid getting into bad relationships. However, you have to keep in mind that many relationships involve toxic behavior from both partners, even when neither partner behave in an abusive way, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, I didn't think that, you know... I didn't think of it that way, but I guess it's possible. So, Mr. Mrs. So, Mrs. Jesse, do you know what gaslighting is? As I said 
you know, have said before, I, I don't know, I've heard the term a lot, but I've never really heard the actual definition, I guess. So there's kind of a wide range of things that go into gaslighting, such as common tactics for manipulation, an insidious form of emotional abuse, It can make you question your own sanity or judgments. Victims of gaslighting are made to feel guilty whether or not they did anything wrong. It makes you question your own reality, memory, or perception. So I'm going to go into a little bit of um, personal life here because I've experienced a lot of abuse slash I don't know, um, trauma, PTSD. I was in a relationship where during it and specifically extremely towards the end of it, I got to a point where I didn't know what was real life anymore. I just thought I was crazy because he had convinced me that everything that he was doing wasn't happening and everything that I was doing was happening if that makes sense. So he would say, I'm not cheating. And then turn around and say, you're the one cheating. And I believed it. I thought I was just crazy. That's, that is a hell of a place to be in, you know, in your mind. So I literally could not tell what was reality and what was not. Um, it, it was that bad. And it was three years of abuse. So that's kind of a long line. I mean, I know a lot of people that have gone a lot longer in abuse, but the emotional abuse and mental abuse that he had put me through was so severe that I couldn't tell what was real anymore. So they will insist you said or did things you know you didn't do. Um, They will deny or scoff at your recollection of events. They'll call you sensitive or crazy when you express needs or concerns. They Then there's also the expression of doubts to others about you. So they'll express doubts to, to others about you, um, about your feelings, your behaviors, your state of mind. Like, he had everyone convinced that I was just crazy. My abuser did. Um, they will retell events to shift blame to you. Um, insist they are right and refuse to consider facts or your perspective. Signs are experiencing gaslighting. So you'll have... The urge to apologize all the time, believing you can't do anything right, frequent feelings of nervousness, anxiety, or worry, loss of confidence, constantly wondering if you are too sensitive, feeling disconnected from your sense of self or reality, and losing your identity, believing you're to blame when things go wrong, a lingering sense of hopelessness, frustration, or emotional numbness. 
Now, this is definitely one that I experienced. Um, By the end of it, my mind was, I'm either going to take my own life or he's going to kill me. And those were my options. Which are pretty severe. Yes, definitely. Um, So, you know, you have to pay attention when you get into a relationship. We're going to talk about all of those things. And we're going to repeat a lot of things because they need to be repeated. Um, so there's overly controlling behavior. So controlling your movements or your decisions or your beliefs. Um, so, I mean, the amount of things that they can get inside your head and say, that you that they aren't controlling you. It's just, oh, well, I don't really want you to go out with your friends right now because I want to spend time with you. When in reality, they're keeping you from being with your friends. Right. And that's not fair at all. Like, people have to be individuals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to kind of meet in the middle, which is something that a lot of people don't know how to do. Yep. Um, They're usually more concerned about what they want than what's actually best for you. Like, um, what's a good example? They want you to... mm, I don't know a good example. Do you know a good example? of being more concerned about what they want than what is actually best for you? Like, it would be, say, um, for instance, you have to have, you have to do something that will um, benefit you in the long run for your overall health or something. Like, um, say... For example, um, you have to have something done and the other person's like, well, that's going to inconvenience me in this way. Oh, yeah. You know what a good example would be? I have to have surgery. That's exactly what I was kind of thinking. I have to have surgery. And then your partner's saying, well, you're going to be out for too long and we won't be able to make enough money. So that needs to be put on the back burner. Right. That's not, no. That's not healthy, and you should find a way to make it work. Right. That's, you know, you have to get through whatever comes, no matter what. Yep. Um, There's also going to be a lack of trust. Um, We all have doubts sometimes, But they shouldn't stop us from trusting people in our lives to do the right thing. No, they should never control everyday life. We should just, it's okay to acknowledge them, though. Yeah. And, like, trust is essential to be in an effective team. Yes, definitely. Um, It provides a sense of safety. Um, Lack of trust allows for Development of harmful thoughts, actions, or emotions, like such as negative 
attribution, suspicion, or even jealousy. Yeah. It opens the door to a whole lot of negative energies that nobody needs. Right. And that's what I'm totally thinking and saying. I mean, the crazy thing about it is it's also linked to depression. Yeah. I could see that, too. Um, Another sign is feeling low self-esteem. So instead of building you up, they're going to try and break you down. Yeah. Um, When you truly love someone, you're committed to supporting them and uplifting them. Not bringing them down or breaking them down. Exactly. We're meant to lift each other. Everybody should feel support from their partners. Yes, it's 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 imperative that we all support each other in any any sort of situation, but especially a relationship. Absolutely. It's it's really important. Actually, I feel like it's almost like one of those big things like communication. Support your partner. Right. Bring them up, uplift them. If you're going to tear them down, that's not something you need to be in a relationship with. No, not at all. It's it's not healthy to to put yourself in such a situation where you're made to feel so small that you you don't even you start to hate yourself in those type of situations because the other person is just bringing you below bottom emotionally. Yeah. So that kind of rounds out what gaslighting is. Um, It's one big whole portion of it, of this entire topic, because it's, it's so common. And that's the sad part, is it's really common for partners to gaslight their other partner. And that's one of the first signs of abuse, to be completely honest. Yeah, it's 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 really terrible. And the more that we get into this, the more of that I've experienced in the past. You know, hearing this, I've experienced a lot of that. Yeah. In 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 some past relationships, not all, right? But some, and I'm. I'm happy that they've gotten the help that they need. Um, And I'm happy to say that I've remained, you know, friends with these people, but that's only because they realized their issue and got help, you know. And that's, that's, that's the biggest thing is if you, if you or your partner, uh, is displaying these things, encourage them to maybe get help for these things instead of just letting them tear you down. But it's also important to remember if you're being gaslighted, it's probably the smarter decision to walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a red flag and I'm sorry, but if you see really any of these red flags, you need to walk away. Or more likely, run. Right. Um, 
So moving on, these are some interesting ones that you probably haven't really thought about. But like early on in the relationship, they flatter you constantly. And it seems like it's too good to be true. Right. They are super sweet and they just, they make this persona of this person that's just amazing and they they put out this person that you feel like you're on cloud nine. Like, they're so perfect. There's nothing wrong with them. And in reality, they're playing a game with you. And that's the sad part. Yeah. Not And now, here's on the other hand of things. You have to realize in... A lot of relationships in the beginning of them, there is that honeymoon phase, and we've talked about that. Um, so you have to you have to look at and compare. Like, is this just because it's the beginning of a relationship? And here's a really good way to tell: Is this person pressuring you to keep moving forward in the relationship, whether that be? oh, well, we're friends right now, but I want to be a partner to you. I want to be boyfriend and girlfriend right now. And you're really uncomfortable with that. Right. And there's a portion of sexual things. Like if they're pressuring you to already have sex, then there's your red flag. Yeah. It's it's definitely... Not necessary to jump into that right away. Yeah. Now, if you want to, that's a totally different yeah, thing. Yeah, if, but... if, it, if it feels comfortable, then I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying it's not always necessary. Which is a really big part of it. Um, then there's also, they want you all the time to him or her and insisting that you stop spending time with your friends and family. Now we kind of hit on that a little bit. One of the big signs is they want all your attention all the time. Um, whether that means when you are out with your friends, they're like, Oh, calling you and texting you and just obsessively like they can't live without you. That is a red flag. Definitely is. Believe it or not, that is a red flag. It is not because they are just wanting to talk to you and continue having that relationship with you. Like some people are like, well, isn't that a good thing? No, it's really not. Right. And I guess... I guess some people can um, mis misread that, you know. I guess personally, sometimes I've been in that situation where it's like you just really want to talk to this person and you know that they're busy, but you can't stop thinking about them, so you text them. I've been in that situation. And right. It's, it's not that I'm trying to, like, be mean or anything it's like i just can't get them out of my head so i have to say hello or you know i have to 
Well, and that's why when I hit in, in the beginning of it, I said, you know, that by when you have a relationship with someone that they actually might have some of these behaviors and they're toxic kind of in a way, but they're also neither partner is abusive. Right. So you have to remember that it's kind of something that, you know, may be showing you a red flag. And on the other hand, it's not. So you have to try and find a balance, I guess, of is this person showing me red flags? And it's usually how you find them is their multiple red flags. Not just one, not just two, but multiple. Right. So another thing is they insist on you stopping participating in things like hobbies or activities like, oh, well, to spend more time with me, I think you should quit school or quit your job because I can financially support us. You shouldn't have to work. They want all their time to them. Yeah, it's it's not. It's all about them. It doesn't work that way. I don't know why people think that way. It's it's really gross. If if they if your partner is literally like pulling you away from your friends and family and your hobbies and school or your job, that's a big red flag right there. Huge. I mean, most relationships should be supportive of their partner being independent. Yeah, and it, that's that seems to be harder and harder to find these days. I yeah. don't I don't know if it's just me, but it seems harder and harder to find those people who actually will support the things that their partner does. And sometimes we get lucky, don't we? Yeah. I mean, you know, Sometimes we get lucky and everything's cool, but it's it's not always like that for everyone. Right. Um, so they also don't honor your boundaries. Now, you want to go into a little bit of boundaries? Sure. Uh, well, boundaries, you... At the end of the day, you know what you're comfortable with. You know what you want and what you need from a partner to to be happy and healthy. And if they're not willing to honor those boundaries and those that you set for yourself, then they're not the right person. Like... Yeah. I I have weird ones myself. Like I always I always tell my partner, please, please, I love you, but please do not call me before noon with anything that is overstimulating. I need to wake up first. It's they're they're just little bitty things at this point that I I and she's like okay. I'll wait until you wake up and can can uh focus and and it's 
I know that sounds small and mundane, but that really is a big thing for me. And it's like you have to be on the same page with what you need and what you want. Yeah. Or it's not going to work. And those boundaries are very important to set for yourself, no matter what they are. And that's the thing is it may seem silly to you, but it's important that your partner respect that. Yeah. Even though you think it's something small and silly, honestly, that's a good way to define early in the relationship whether or not this person is a good person or a good person to be in a relationship with. They can't respect the boundaries of the small and silly stuff. They're not going to respect the boundaries of the bigger things. Right, and I think that is the most silly boundary that I've ever even uttered, and it's kind of funny to even be talking about it. However, it's it's a real thing. You know, before noon, my brain is not fully awake, and I have to, depending on what's going on, it's just a thing, and that's something that I've... I've stressed from the beginning and it's important that everybody is on the same page, no matter how small the issue is. Right. Um, another big thing is excessive jealousy and not just that, but accusing you of being unfaithful. And you know, one thing I've learned in my life and it's definitely interesting because one of my abusers was very much this person. It was, I was cheating. Even though he was the one cheating, I was cheating. And... They always say that the one... That is accusing you accusing of cheating. You is actually, is actually the it. one yeah. che- cheating, yep. So the one that is... Basically being like, oh, you're cheating, you're cheating, you're cheating, is usually actually the one that's cheating. Right. They're trying to make themselves feel better. Yeah, and that is a sad reality of the way people um, kind of uh, react these days. They try to tear others down to make themselves look and feel better, which is not... A healthy way to approach life. Right. In general. Um, so there's also the fact that they're going to want to know where you are all the time. They'll call and text you, maybe email you all throughout the day. They want to know where you are, what you're doing, who you're around, what's going on, what you're talking about, who you're talking to. I mean, they want to know everything. You literally have no privacy. You have no you time. That is so not healthy. Not at all. And I've experienced that. That's the sad part. And I still didn't see the big red flag in it. I was like, oh, they just miss me. No. (laughs) Just no. Right. And I (laughs) I don't mean to laugh, but, you know... um, You'd I've, think it'd be something that I'd see. I've I've been there too, and you're just like, oh, how sweet. But then you know you're 
you you look back at it later and you're like, what the hell was I thinking? Yep. Absolutely. So when they're, um, well, we've talked about that, this, um, they don't honor your boundaries, they criticize you or put you down, they don't take responsibility for their actions, which is a big one. <laughs> if a person can't take responsibility for their actions, red flag. Major. Um, it's just like the cheating scenario, which is one that I'm going to throw out there quite a bit is, well, I'm not cheating. Well, I have proof of you cheating. You can't even take responsibility for it so we can work through it. Right. Because there are some couples that can make it through cheating and resolve that issue. But if you can't even take responsibility for it, this isn't going to work. Yeah, if you, if you can't be honest to me, like, you know, I messed up. I did the wrong thing. I love you. Can we work through this? Yep. And here's an interesting one because <laughs> I've ignored this twice now. But if your abuser has been accused of abusing others, big major red flag right there. Major, major, major red flag. Because I guarantee you that the person behind the accusations <coughs> are telling the truth. On some cases, yeah, okay, there are some cases where it's just someone being crazy or the abuser and a call, calling the other person an abuser. Because my abuser called me an abuser. Um, matter of fact, told me, told me that his therapist legitimately told me his therapist called me, oh, what, what kind of abuser was it? I don't even remember what, what they called it. But basically, I was pushing him to abuse me. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Isn't that the craziest thing you've ever heard? Yes, it is. And the funny thing about it, the abused term that he was using was actually really inaccurate as how he was using it. Um, there, There's not an, an, an abuse that happens where the abuser is making the other person abuse them. No, that's... That's just pure stupidity. And it really, it really is. <laughs> um, but, so here's the thing though. On the back to the, our topic here. A lot of times, I know, you know, people lie. But if you're with someone who's being accused of being abusive, more than likely, more times than not, they were abusive. And that's pretty serious. Um, I've had one who had multiple partners. And you'd think if they had multiple partners, of course they're abusive. But I didn't see it. So how could they be abusive? Um, but they were. I just wasn't seeing all the red flags and the signs. And then there was another one that I was with that only had one person say, oh, he was abusive. And that person 
was a terrible person. Um, so I just assumed there's no way she's just making it up. She's just making up shit, you know? Right. But on the other hand, you'd be surprised. Even those crazy ones can even be right about the abuse. Right. Um, so also they blame all their exes for failure of the entire relationship. They also like to claim all their exes are crazy. I had one that did that. It was interesting. It was, oh, well, she's crazy. Oh, well, she's crazy. Oh, yeah, she was crazy, too. I mean, if they're sitting there telling you that every one of their exes was crazy, I'm telling you right now, their their exes weren't crazy. They're the crazy one. Exactly. If they are blaming all of their exes for the failure of the relationship, honestly, they're big fat liars because even in the relationships where there is one dominant person who really fucked up the relationship, but it takes two to tango. It takes two to tango. I take full responsibility in my part of my relationships that I have failed in because everyone does it. Everyone plays a role and why that relationship did not work. Right. So, also, this is an interesting one. They take money or they run up your credit cards, the debt of your credit cards. So, <laughs> you won't really see it, but uh, they'll, they'll take out credit cards in your name. They will... Um, rack up the credit cards you already have. And the thing about it is, is you don't really see it. It's minor things like, oh, will you buy me this while you have money? I want this really bad. I can make a lot of money with this. And, well, come to find out, it was just something they wanted. It was just something they wanted. Oh, my goodness. Also, and you should know this. I think everyone should know this, but there are some out there that don't really know. If they rage out of control with you around, but can com- can maintain their composure around everybody else. Huge red flag. Bam. Red flag right there. Huge. It was interesting. Because my my abuser, one of my abusers, actually, everybody thought that he wasn't a bad guy because they didn't see what was happening behind closed doors. All they seen was this person who was who he was portraying to be. I mean, he had even convinced himself that he was a good person. But then behind closed doors, it was a totally different scenario. Right. So that's kind of some major red flags. Um, But moving on, we're going to talk about physical and emotional or mental abuse. Now, yes, some of them tie together as red flags and then also emotional and physical abuse. But we're going over them again. Because 
they are that important. Um, so you're going to see us talk a little bit more about some stuff that we've already mentioned. So one thing is you're going to see undeniable red flags. We've talked about them. You're going to see them. Um, and then you have to remember that obviously physical abuse is going to be a lot easier to see. I'm not going to go into details about physical abuse because I'm sorry, but everybody knows what physical abuse is. And I am going to talk a little bit about certain things that I've, I've had happen. It was the small stuff. Like I was moving my arm over here to throw something at you that was an inanimate object that wasn't a big deal that was small and, you know, shouldn't even hurt you if I throw them at you, but I accidentally hit you in the process. Right. I'm sorry, but if you're that angry to throw some piece of paper at me and accidentally hit me, that's still a red flag. Right. Um, so you have to, you have to notice the small things because the small things are going to eventually lead up to the big things. Um, and the big thing about physical abuse is sometimes we feel like we deserve it or it was our fault. Um, I was acting crazy and, you know, there was, I was out of control and then they had to calm me down by getting violent with me. No. No. There's other ways to handle it. There's other ways to handle it than putting your hands on them. So we're going to dig deeper into emotional and mental abuse because I feel like that's one thing that isn't talked about enough and it is very hidden. You, and it's crazy because it's so subtle in the beginning that you don't even notice it. You don't even notice it. So, this is a big one. They put you down in front of others. They're hypercritical and judgmental towards you. They ignore boundaries. They invade your privacy. They manipulate you. They often feel... Dismi- or they often dismiss you or your feelings, and they're very possessive. Yeah, I I've honestly experienced that myself in the past too. It's crazy. It is a crazy uh, place to be for sure. So here's you know. They'll humiliate or embarrass you in front of people. And the thing about it is, is they can use sarcasm or teasing or jokes to make you feel badly about yourself. And they literally get away with it because it's joking around or being sarcastic or teasing you i'm putting quotes on all of this because they are they're quotes yes definitely they need those quotation marks because it's bullshit yes it definitely is there is no excuse for any of that behavior 
Nope. I'm sorry if someone is joking about you and bringing you down in the process. No. Just no. It's it's not okay. Um, having an opinion about a lot of what you say, a lot of what you do, or even about what you think. If they have an opinion every single time about what you say, do, or think, something's up there. Something's wrong. Something's off. Yeah. Um, they get upset if or when you don't agree. And the crazy part about it is I, I had an abuser who was very particular. Actually, both of them were, and it was the complete opposite. One wanted me to kind of show off my body because, you know, he was wanting everyone to see what he had caught. And then the other one was very conservative. And how he did it was he's like, well, I really liked how conservative you dressed when we first met. And I liked that about you. And so I always felt like I couldn't wear certain things because I wanted to impress him. I wanted him to still be love me for that person he met. So I didn't wear a lot of things that I loved. Because he would say, no, you can't wear that. That's inappropriate. Because it got to that point. It was at first, it was, well, you're a conservative person, so you really wouldn't wear that. And then it got to, no, you can't wear that. That's not appropriate. And then he made me self-conscious about myself because it's like, well, am I just too fat to wear this? Or am I just not pretty enough to wear this? And then it was that creating that insecurity. Right. And honestly, who who are they to to tell you uh what to wear or how to present yourself? That's yeah. that should be all a matter of personal choice. Mm-hmm. Um here's another one. If if you disagree on how you spend your money, Someone, nobody should be telling you how to spend your own money. I'm sorry. Now, on one end of things, you might have a partner who's like, hey, we kind of don't have the money for that right now. We probably should put it towards our bills. That's one thing. But when they're literally telling you how to spend your money, something's wrong. They're controlling you. They're, they're, and if they just get upset about it, and they don't agree with you. That's out of line. On so many levels, that's out of line. If they get upset with who you're hanging out with. So I know someone that I literally had to fight to hang out with because her partner was not happy about it. She literally had to ask permission to hang out with her friends, to hang out with her family. And if she did, then that person that they were with would get upset and throw a tantrum. Like, you're a grown-ass person, and you're throwing a tantrum like a two-year-old. 
Um, also, they will get upset about what you're actually interested in. Like, really? What the hell? Exactly. Um, and we talked a little bit about this one as well. It was they want to move a relationship faster than what you're comfortable with. Yes, and that's never going to work if if both parties aren't comfortable. Right. Or however many parties are involved. If If someone's not comfortable, you have to respect them. And I don't understand why people are not allowed to be themselves and do things their own way, regardless of who their partner is, you know, they should be, we got to be individuals, as I said before. And you have to remember that these are emotional and mental abuse signs. That's really big and important about this and what we're talking about right now. This is emotional abuse. This is mental abuse. Um, they're possessive or controlling. Now, we talked a little bit about this, but they're monitoring your actions, constantly calling you or texting you. They get upset when you want to spend time alone or with your family or with your friends. So we talked a little bit about that already, so I'm not going to go into that, but there's also isolating you from people, even activities, work we talked about, quitting, making you quit your job or making you quit school. And then always demanding access to your phone, email, or social media when you haven't given them permission. I think that's crazy. I mean, I think we're all a little guilty of doing it at one point or another when we don't trust our partners. But if you're at that point, the relationship really shouldn't continue anyway. Right. Honestly. Yeah. If you're having to go through your partner's phone, there then there's no reason for you guys to stay together because there's no trust there. Right. I mean, it's one thing to be like, hey, can I see your phone? And them physically seeing you look through their phone and being like, yeah, I talked to them and yeah, something like that. But if they're literally waking up in the middle of the night and going over there and sneaking your phone and looking through it and seeing what you're doing and who you're talking about and who, who you're talking to, I mean, that's giving you no privacy and I'm sorry, but obviously there's going to be times when you're talking to your mom about, just situations in life that you don't feel comfortable talking to your partner about right away. And then go through your phone and find out. Right. Like, it's not okay. Um, so another emotional abuse, and you're going to think this is crazy, but withdrawing affection when you have done something wrong. Quote, unquote, wrong. That's that's absurd. Completely. Hearing a lot of this makes me makes me question you know the way that society has evolved. Yeah. And as far as like relationships go because can't we have friends? Can't we be individuals anymore? Like what's I mean, what's 
what's the point so of so unhealthy? You know, what's the point of of having a relationship if you can't still be um yourself without that person? Absolutely. So ignoring or excluding you. That's a big one. You know, if they if they are if they are literally ignoring you to punish you, if they are giving you the science science <laughs> silent treatment, there's something wrong with that picture. That's not okay. If they're excluding you from you know, you're all hanging out with your friends and they're excluding you, that's not okay. No. Um, if they're making, or if they're guilt tripping you, that's a big one. If they're making you feel guilty for something, that's not right. Not at all. Um, making you doubt yourself. Your partner should never make you doubt yourself. That's not right. That's not okay. No. It goes back to we have to lift each other up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the same principle there once again. Yep. Um, just, just denying, denying something you knew was true. So we talked a little bit about that already. If you actually, we're going back to cheating here because it's the easiest example. Like you physically found them cheating and they're sitting there denying it ever happened. And you're literally so deep into the relationship that they've convinced you you're crazy and you believe it. Because I've been there. You know, one of my abusers legitimately told me when I had found messages on his phone that he was faking it with his friends because he knew I was going through his phone. I'm not kidding. What? Yes. He's like, oh, I set that all up because I knew you were going through my phone. And I legitimately eventually believed him. Oh, my God. Like, they are so manipulative. So manipulative. So denying something you know is true is is definitely a sign. It's a big sign. Dismissing you or your feelings. If they're dismissing you or dismissing your feelings, that's that's not okay. That's a huge no-no. Um, that's playing down your emotions or your feelings, refusing to talk about or take responsibility for the actions, blaming you. Or someone else for their actions or being indifferent to your feelings. Those are all ways of dismissing you and your feelings. Yeah, it's we could we could probably be here all night going through different off branches of all these things. You know, there's so much that goes into it. People are so quick to just make assumptions and, and and make things worse 
And there comes a point where you forget, I think, why you got into a relationship in the first place. You know, I I think that a lot of um a lot of people get so caught up in their own sort of behaviors that they forget why they fell in love with that person. Yep. It's it's crazy. All of the things that people do that you just you don't see at the beginning. Um, and then you don't see it even towards the end because they've literally convinced you that it, you're just crazy. You're just crazy, and that's all it is. Um, and that's something that's just so messed up. So here we are again. We're going to go over what is unhealthy. Um. What is unhealthy? So these are big points. We're going to make them bullet points here. Not communicating, being disrespectful, not trusting, trying to take control, only spending time with you, nobody else, Um, being dishonest, pressuring or being pressured by the other into sexual activity, um, unequal economically, and ignoring your partner's boundaries. Those are unhealthy signs of a relationship that's unhealthy. And then this one's the abuse aspect of it. This is abusive behavior. Communicates in hurtful ways. Mistreats, is accusing, denies abusive actions, is very controlling, Forces sexual activity or even pregnancy. Is that is that not interesting to to read those just those big bullet points? Whoa, that last one hit me really hard because why would somebody do that? I just don't understand the the thought process of people like that who who think that this stuff is okay. Yeah. So here it is again, not communicating. Meaning, when problems arise, this is the, the unhealthy aspect of relationships. When problems arise, you fight or you don't discuss them at all. Disrespectful, it's one or more partners, is not considerate of the others. Not trusting one partner doesn't believe what the other one's saying or feels entitled to invade their privacy. Um, Trying to take control. One partner feels their desires and their choices are more important than their partners. Only spending time with your partner. Your partner's community is the only one you socialize in. Dishonesty. They tell lies. Or more than one partner, they both tell lies. Um, pressured by the other to be in sexual activities where one partner uses pressure to work guilt trips, the other to have sex or do anything sexual at any point. Unequal economically would be finances aren't discussed and it is assumed only one partner is in control 
or in charge of finances, ignoring your partner's boundaries. It is assumed only one partner is responsible for making informed decisions. So those are unhealthy unhealthy relationships. And then on the other hand, there's this is an abusive relationship. Communicates in a way that is hurtful, threatening, insulting, demeaning. They mistreat the other one. One partner does not respect the feelings, thoughts, decisions, opinions, or physical safety of the other. Accuses the other of cheating or having an affair when it's not true. The partner who accuses may hurt the others, the other one in a physical or verbal way as a result. Um, denies the abusive actions are abusive. So an abusive partner may try to blame the other for harm that they are doing or makes excuses for abusive actions or minimizes the abusive behavior. Controls the other. There is no equality in the relationship. One partner makes all the decisions for the couple without others' input. They isolate the other partner. One partner controls where the other one goes and who they talk to. They may isolate their partner from family and friends and then forces sexual activity or pregnancy. One partner forces the other to have sex or do anything they don't want to do sexually at any point. In relationship where pregnancy is a physical possibility, one partner may force the other to become pregnant. And this is something that happens. This really does happen. Um, exerts economic control. One partner controls the money and the access to those resources. Having an open dialogue about finances is not an option. This may include preventing a partner from earning an income or not allowing a partner to access their own income. And then engages in manipulative parenting. So one partner uses the children to gain power and control over the other power, including telling the children lies or negative things about the other partner. Now, this is a big one because I left my abuser and they manipulated my one-year-old. And the crazy part about it is they literally sat there saying things about me, bad, terrible things that it was my fault, why we weren't together, blah, 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 blah. And when I went to go and get my son, he didn't want to leave. He hated me because his father had sat there and told him all these terrible things about me. And he would scream and cry. It's crazy. It is honestly crazy. See, I've never understood why people do that. You hold the kids over your head because of things that they're doing to hurt you. It's like, what what kind of shit is that? Yep. So here's a couple other things. They will do love bombing, and I don't know if you know what that means, but it's very early on that they... They love bomb you. It's that whole, 
oh, this is wonderful. This is that I'm at the top of the world. You're everything I've ever needed. We should go and get married today. It, it's the love bombing. They make you feel like you're the only thing that matters and you're the best thing in the world that's ever happened to them and so on and so forth. That is love bombing. Um, and then this is interesting. There's an obsession with social media. And now I didn't know this and I wish I would have noticed this, but I had a partner who literally wouldn't get off of his phone when he, he, I thought it was just me and him because I like women. And I was like, he was on TikTok all the time watching these hot women and constantly just going through and seeing all these hot women. And I was like, you know, because he was showing them to me, I was like, oh, that's, that's awesome. She's hot. But then it came towards the end of the relationship and it got so bad to the point I was so uncomfortable with my body because he was consistently on social media looking at all these other women that in my eyes were tens and I was a three. Right. Um, so that's something to look into when you're first starting out a relationship. Um, bad relationships with family and friends. So <laughs> it's interesting that we bring this up because once again, I've been through this. It was shown at the beginning of the relationship. But they literally had terrible relationships with their family and their family thought badly of them or they just didn't have a relationship with them. And their friends, well, what friends? Literally, what friends? Right. Um, and then extreme emotional reactions to everything, basically. Here's a good one. They also tend to have alcohol abuse or substance abuse. Um, so that's definitely something to look out for. Um, and here's another one. They're rude to people that are servicing. So people at Walmart or at a restaurant, they're mean to those people. They're very disrespectful. They say mean things or they're very rude. Like, oh, this order, this steak isn't done all the way and it's all your fault and you better take the steak back and fix it and I don't want to have to pay for it. And just completely out of line. Right. Um, and blaming the waiter and not even thinking, well, the waiter is not the one that cooked the steak. Right, and it's like those people have had a long day. Maybe it's too. Maybe it's just busy, and they, you know, weren't paying attention. It happens. Yep. So that is definitely one to look for. If you're looking at their dating profile and it doesn't match who they actually are, big red flag. I mean, obviously, that is something that is way obvious that there's something wrong here. Right. Um, Their expression of anger makes you feel unsafe. Even if you think that the way that they are expressing themselves with anger isn't something that you should be afraid of or feel unsafe, if, if you think you're being dramatic, honestly, you're not. If you feel unsafe with that person when they're angry, you need to walk away right then and there. 
get out of that relationship because at no point in time should your partner make you feel unsafe. Don't listen to you. So if they don't listen to you, (laughs) that's a red flag. If they can't listen to you and what your needs are, what you want, or even (laughs) as simple as, you know, ordering food and like, well, you don't want that. You want this. No, no, absolutely not. Um, they're pushy about physical boundaries, even the innocent ones. So like we're talking about sex a lot when we talk about this one, but I mean, like you are on a first date and you don't want to kiss them. You want to save that for the second or third or fourth date and you're uncomfortable with doing that, but they're so pushy about it that it causes you to go ahead and do it. It's not right. It's not okay. And that is a red flag. That is your sign. Do not see them again. Right. You are hesitant to introduce them to your family and friends. If you're scared or hesitant to introduce them to your family and friends, that is kind of a big deal. You should never be afraid to introduce someone or feel hesitant about introducing them to your family and friends you want to show them off you want to let them meet who you're seeing and etc etc um if your friends don't want to spend time with him or her mm, i think they're trying to tell you something right there if they don't want to hang out with whoever you're with then they're probably not a person you should be with Right. It's it's pretty it's pretty well, you know, your friends are trying to watch out for you in that aspect if that happens. And then another one is prejudice. Obviously that speaks for itself and you are the sole support for mental health issues. So if you are literally the one that is being there for them for all their issues and you're supporting them and you're you're being their therapist or their psychiatrist, literally, that's not okay. They should be able to have friends and family that are there for them too. They can't put all that on you. That's unhealthy. So there's that and very different stage in life than you. If they're at a different stage in life for you, you don't want to be in that. It's no, it's a no-go. Um, the need for constant reassurance is a big deal. If they constantly need your reassurance, I can't apparently say that word. Um, And they can't manage it. And when they can't manage their jealousy. So that is a big old episode for you guys. Um, But this was such a major topic. We really wanted to hit on things and hit on them again and again and again, because they're so important. I have to say, I know I didn't really interject much, but I learned a lot from this. And and that's that's the cool thing about this podcast, too, is that I may not talk a whole lot sometimes, but I'm learning because uh, there are a lot of things that I never thought of before, and this is one of those topics that I didn't really... Uh, know a whole lot about and I feel I feel like I'm able to take something away from this myself yeah and you know completely being honest I did some research here and there on this and 
even though I had a lot of experience, there was some small things that I learned, like the obsessive online issue of being online on their phone on social media all the time. I didn't know that was a sign. Right. But looking back on it, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, I have been in abusive relationships and I and I do know what the red flags are now because I've been through it twice and, you know, that sort of thing. So I knew, I knew how to talk about this and I'm glad you were able to learn some things, though, because it, it's important. It is very important. Actually, you know, there are things that I take away from this, uh, you know, I feel more at peace um, now because I've actually learned what I didn't know before and what I had been through. It's like, it's like realizing that it's a good thing that you are where you are now. So it's, this really helped me a lot too. And red flags are so important to look for. I mean, even you having that relationship with being able to have sex with other people, you still need to look for those red flags because people can change on you real fucking quick. Yes, they can. So being an ethical slut, you need to look out in every aspect of what (coughs) relationship, in every aspect of what relationships you're getting into, you need to look for these red flags. It doesn't matter if you are friends with benefits. It doesn't matter if you are in a poly relationship. It doesn't matter if you are obviously having a one night stand is a totally different thing because it's done and over with after you have sex. But that's not that's beside the point. Um, but other all other aspects, you should always, 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 always be looking for those red flags. Definitely. So, is that rounded up? I think so. I think that covers the the whole spectrum. All right. Well, I'm Aphrodite. And I'm Jesse Lang. And remember, if you would like to reach out to us, you can do so at ethicalsextalk at gmail.com. And be looking for us on Rebel Radio come June the 6th Woo-hoo! at 11 p.m. And we will continue, of course, uploading the podcast to all of your major uh, streaming platforms. And you can look at us on TikTok. What was your TikTok again? Willow Grace 854, I believe. Let me double check real, 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 real quick. It is Willow Grace at 854. Yes, definitely. Watch us on TikTok. Be looking for us on Rebel Radio. And we will share those links on our Facebook page as they become available. So once again, I'm Aphrodite. And I'm Jesse Lang, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye.